seen the one with uh with ben affleck in him i i really didn't have a whole lot of confidence in ben affleck really why is that i don't know he just didn't seem like a batman guy to me but uh from what i hear i'm really wrong about that you might be it's up to you man it's all relative you a batman guy oh yeah uh not necessarily a DC guy, but when I do, I usually go Batman and Aquaman. Really, Aquaman? Yeah, believe it or not, I I do like Aquaman. I like the I like the new Aqualad. He's actually really cool. They're pulling that off really really well. And Black Manta lately has been kicking ass. The last Black Manta series that came out. Um, I'm I'm not. I haven't been disappointed in that. And like I started really getting into DC like around like. 2010 like right before uh, Blackest Night right before Blackest All Night right. but uh, I tricked you we're actually already recording uh, guys this is Jason Noel hey how you guys doing he needs no introduction one of the best staples in the stable of what is the gloriness and awesomeness that is new era wrestling which is coming back can't wait and I was uh, I was doing my research on you today, and uh, I was it was I love watching uh, old clips of you with old Damon Ace, man. Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, like you tagging in, and I was like, nah, I don't want to tell him I'm doing research on him. I don't want to know what I'm looking at him. I was like, because there's like he was posting photos of like framed uh, action shots from his that he has in his in his house. And he's got a he's got a incoming hot tag, and I was like, man, ain't nothing better than a hot tag. And there you are, just in all your glory, man. Like we we, we love what you do for us, man. I, uh, thank you. Like, uh, does it, has anyone just thanked you for that, man? Like, honestly, like you 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 do so much work backstage, and I don't know if I've if I've ever thanked you. Oh yeah, you thanked me many times. Yeah. Well, 
In my defense, uh, the second that the show's over, I go and take a couple of shot skis because I need to calm, calm my calm my nerves. But yeah, it's uh, you're one of the, my favorite people backstage, man, and we're more than honored to have you on the show, man. Uh, Morales unfortunately is working the shoot job right now, so it's just it's just me. And it, it don't want him, don't want you thinking he couldn't make it, you know, for any other reason. He's just working the shoot job. I understand that. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, Joshua. I do thank you for having me. No, absolutely, man. How long have you been wrestling, man? I never really got like, like every time I get to talk to you, it's um, we're we're working. Yeah, um, I've been wor- uh, working about sixteen years now. Where'd you start, man? Like um, here in Colorado or somewhere else? Yes, sir. I uh, first started with uh, Tony Morales and Fusion Pro Wrestling. Uh, it was known as the uh, Altitude Pro Wrestling Academy back then. Was he training? Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, we were uh, car partners. Uh, you know, I actually found out that he lived in Colorado Springs as well, so we would carpool up there. Do you still live in the Springs? I don't invite you over. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I'm in uh, Westminster now. Oh, gotcha. Right on, man. Yeah. I just got my new place I was showing off to you. I got my new studio set up. I'm super proud of it. Got, like, the Matrix screens all set up, and uh, it's, just, it's just heaven here, man. I, in this one room, I've got everything set up, man. But, again, thanks again for being on the show. You've known Tony for a while. How did you meet Mr. Tony Morales? So he was uh, wrestling over there at the Altitude Pro Wrestling Academy, and uh, actually, uh, he was training in there, found out that he lived in Colorado Springs. So uh, ever since then, uh, when we were living in Colorado Springs together, we would drive up there, you know, and carpool as, as much as we could. How did you find the school, man? Like, you just, How do you just decide to be a pro wrestler? Well, I, I had a friend that actually had some connections. Uh, you may not have heard of her. Her name is Chris Bay. Uh, I was looking for wrestling schools and I really didn't know where to start. And this was before Google and, you know, the internet as we know it now. Uh, but she ended up finding the uh, Altitude Pro Wrestling Academy and actually mentioned Tony Morales. I, I still have the email. Uh, she mentioned Tony Morales was the heat seeker back then. And uh, apparently that amused her. And she said, uh, excuse me while I uh, laugh while I pee or something like that. I still have the email, but... Uh, but yeah, she actually found that school for me and I called them up and, you know, had a tryout there. And I, I think I, I, uh, I actually watched one of their trainings and I was like, yeah, this is, looks like it's going to be tough, but I think I can do it. And then I had my tryout and, uh, rest is history. So did you guys both have hair at the time? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you guys both have hair at the time? <laughs> yeah, uh, Morales had more hair than I did. Uh, my hair was already starting to go back then, but uh, Morales had a full head of hair. I'm just messing with you guys, man. I just I got to give some sort of heat, especially since he's not here to defend himself. Like, okay, so I start training. Like, what was that first bump like, man? I, I got to know. Well, you know, I, I'd heard that wrestling rings hurt and uh, took my first bump, and I was like... Yeah, I kind of feel it, but not too bad. Uh, I actually thought the ropes hurt a little bit more. A lot of bruises. How was it like coming back home? 
Oh, it was a, uh, it was quite the drive home. You know, was, uh, I kind of remember I, I had trouble, you know, getting comfortable on the, on the drive home. I was like, gosh, my back is hurting. You know, they uh, they had me bumping and uh, and running the ropes. You know, I, believe it or not, the ropes I actually saw hurt a little more. I've heard that too, man. I've uh, actually that's one of the few things I, I've I've taken a bump or two, uh, but I have not run the ropes before. I'm actually my my delicate ivory skin that is olive because I'm Mexican. Because but never in the sun, man. <laughs> never in the sun. And, uh, I remember the first time I met you, man. Like you were you were so respectful. Uh, I, I got the idea that you were were you raised military. Oh, no, I have a bunch of family that's military, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of the way I was I was raised. You know, be respectful to everyone, and you know, say yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. So that's uh, that's kind of where I got it from, and never really left me. Where are you from? I'm from Colorado Springs. Like straight up from the springs. Where you go to high school? Uh, Doherty High School. Where's that? I've never heard of that one. Yeah, that's uh, not too far away from where I grew up in the Village 7 area in Colorado Springs. Uh, I actually used to walk home. It was around a two- or three-mile walk there, you know, but uh, it's uh, right off of there, off of Barnes Road. Barnes and... Barnes and Academy. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, I'm, right now I'm off of Academy and Union. Oh, okay. I I didn't realize you were from Colorado Springs. I'm not from Colorado Springs. I'm, uh, but that's where that's where my new joint is, man. And it's it's it just I just love the city, man. Like, how, how'd you get away? I mean, like, just job in Denver, just better opportunity in Denver. Well, uh, when I was uh, doing a little bit of training with uh, IWF, you know, after Fusion closed, and I was with uh, ACW back then. You know, and we were invited to go up there and do an IWF training, and that's where I met my wife, and I uh, ended up moving up here for her and been up here ever since. You started dating in the business? That was dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I didn't plan for it to happen that way, but, you know... Sometimes we just can't control where where life takes us. Yeah, I know, man. It kind of scared me. Morales is like, because uh, he, I, I've been in the business for maybe a year and a half when I met him, and then when he joined Minefields, uh, offered him like you know full partnership in it, and then I also like, man, I don't I don't know what I'm doing. I. I I, I'm getting in trouble all the time. <laughs> like, not in trouble, like, not in trouble, like, gross, but, like, you know, being respectful is one thing, but then, like, you, you start learning that, you know, people just don't like your face sometimes. Or when someone sets you up for failure and you scream at them during a mat, uh, during a, during a, uh, a show backstage and it becomes a deal and he's like, okay, we're not going to do that no more. Second off, you're single, right? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, don't date anyone in the business, man. Don't do it. I'm like, all right, all right, okay, cool. I I understand. He's like every show, okay, in high school, but it's wrestling. Yeah, uh, yeah, I kind of found that out late, you know. But uh, she's not in the business anymore, so you know it. It kind of works out, but uh, yeah, I 
I didn't plan for it to happen that way for sure. Well, how'd you meet her, man? Like, did you were just like training, and all of a sudden the the doors open and doves flew out and the lights shined down. Yeah, um, everything except the doves. Uh, you know, you probably could have heard Dreamweaver, you know, playing in the background when when she first walked in there, and I saw her. I was like, you know, she's she's got to have a man, right? You know. So I never really pursued it, but then uh, you know, found out that she actually didn't, and she invited me to a concert. You know, one of those little mini concerts. And uh, what do you mean mini concert? Well, I don't know if you should call it a mini concert. Uh, it was just like really a, a concert in a bar. So yeah, she would, but yeah, with a couple of her friends. Uh, it wasn't like a, a big concert, like uh, like Black Sabbath or uh, you know uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers or anything like that. It was just kind of a local band, you know. And uh, yeah, invited me to that, and so she made the first move. Well, I guess you can say that. Uh, I mean, I love, it. I love it. Yeah, you know, uh, I was just going through something with a, another girl, and you know that didn't work out. And believe it or not, that's the day we started talking. No, that's awesome, man. Like, uh, she, she. It, it's funny when I hear people talk about you. Uh, they insinuate that you're shy and that they had to pursue you. <laughs> and, and like just to talk to you or like but once once you realize you're on the level like yeah like I, like I remember I was a little intimidated to talk to you were you I was man uh, you, you, you're carrying a belt everyone is like not yes sir yes ma'am but it's in their eyes it's in their eyes and I'm like okay alright first time working at New Era Please don't piss anybody off. <laughs> I just, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I saw you being cool to everyone. I'm like, my name's Joshua Michael. Nice to meet you. I'm, I'm the new producer. And you were just, you you asked me if I needed anything. And it was exactly what I was told that you you were. And, it, like, immediately, like, you were one of the few people that calmed my ass down that first time. Show, man. And, uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I appreciated you, man. Like I was, remember, I was crammed in the back. <laughs> I was crammed in the back, uh, taking as many photos as I could. Still trying to run everything. I was running around. And you kept asking me if, if I need anything, if I'm cool. And uh, we were chilling at the end, man. And it was like, man, like I was thinking, man, like I, I can be friends with this guy. This is cool. Like the the rumors are true about Mr. Jason Noel, and you only wrestle. Uh, uh, do you only wrestle for newer, or uh, I, th- I thought I said you posted something about Rocky Mountain Pro the other day? Yes, um, I started working with them again about a year and a half ago. No, oh, that's awesome. Give or take. Hmm. Hey, have you been on charge or anything like that? Yeah, um, I was doing the Apatu character there. Oh, really? I'm, yeah, that was me. I'm I'm uh, I'm ashamed to say I haven't really watched Rocky Mountain Pro in a really long time. Like I really could only keep up with like. Uh, Impact, AEW, and well, let me rephrase that. I can keep up with Primos, I can keep up with New Era, and Colorado, and then I can kind of keep up with AEW and Impact, which are like my passions outside of it. But I did not know that, man. Like, like, are you still working there right now? Yeah, uh, uh, I'm not going to be doing the Abatu character there anymore, you know. But uh, but yes, I am still on uh, Rocky Mountain Pro. How often do you train there, man? Uh, I can usually get there about once a week. 
uh, you know, with my son. I don't know if you can hear him in the background, I but him. Well, let him have fun. Yeah. And, uh, and by the way, this isn't that sort of interview. We're just gonna have a conversation. If he, if he, uh, I, I can't tell you how many times uh, son of Morales has popped in and wanted to be part of the show, and yeah, he's he's like, hey, we're, you know, we're, we're talking, and well, no, let him talk, man. <laughs> like, if, like honestly, I just kind of want to. Urge son of Morales because we, we refrain from the, the kid names just because it's public. And um, I'm like, I just really want to encourage him to, like, just out of nowhere, just fly an elbow right to the eye on camera, on on video, on, on recording. <laughs> so if he decides to throw it down, if he's playing video games, let him play video games, let him have his fun, man. Like, that's that's not how we do things here at Minefields, man. It's it. It's uh. This is extremely family friendly. Everyone's welcome. <laughs> oh well, yeah, he he might climb on me a, a time or two, or might jump on me. So, yeah, that's good to hear that he's at least invited to the show. No, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. If he wants to come in and throw down a promo, man, then like I'll, I'll pause. We'll we'll frame it. <laughs> we'll frame it. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Who do you train under? You, you train under Yaden? You train under uh, uh, under Curtis? You mean uh, Rocky Mountain Pro or or when I first started? Rocky Mountain, man, because uh, Curtis has always been a stand-up gentleman to me, and so has Yaden. Yeah, uh, uh, they have several different coaches there, uh, such as uh, uh, Corrente, uh, Atib is one of their coaches. Uh, no, Dustin Urich is another one who I actually went to uh, uh, Fusion with, started with him in Fusion. So he's one of the coaches there. Uh, I haven't seen Curtis in a while, or Yaden. Really? They're just kicking it? They got other stuff? Yeah, they shoot jobs, man. They, yeah, Rocky Mountain Pro's getting pretty big, and uh, I, I really dig it, man. Um, I, I love the fact that Colorado's a wrestling state. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a far cry from what it was when I first started. What was it like when you first started? Well, to my uh, to my recollection, uh, there was IWF, which was pretty good. You know, were, I thought they were really good. You know, kind of a nice alternative to fusion. Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't mean to be insulted when I say this, but RMCW was not good. You yeah, know, we'll just we'll just uh, keep it there and say that they just weren't really up to snuff. You know, uh, without trying, you know, trying not to be, uh, you know, condescending to them. No, it's a space, you know, but, man. Uh, Just say what it is, man. No, I, I get it. I, I get it. I mean, there's, well, how many feds are in Colorado? There's one. Let's see, there's one in like, Canyon City. Uh, there's like always like one trying to start up in Pueblo, but never gets off the ground. There's CSW. There's. Uh, New Era, of course, there's Primos, there's Rocky Mountain Pro, and there's Lucha Libra and Laughs, and what am I missing? I feel like I'm missing, like, two. I think you've nailed them all. Uh, yeah, I can't, can't really think of anything else. Uh, I think Iron Hells, uh, I think that's out of business, but there's another one. Yeah, there's another one in Canyon City. I forget what the name of it is. Yeah, uh, but, the, yeah, I think you did name all the ones that are uh, present in uh, Colorado. Yeah, the guys in Canyon City are great, man. They they booked me to uh, do some photography for them one time, and they, they treated me like a king. Uh, they had good names there, good locker room. 
it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was actually my first booking outside of CSW, and I don't know, I was pretty nervous, but they were cool with me, man. Uh, so, I want to talk about it with you. Um, so, you're training with Morales. Where did you first wrestle, like, first show? So, it was a bingo hall in Denver somewhere. Uh, I, th- I don't think it's in business anymore. Uh I was supposed to wrestle Yaden on that show, and he ended up blowing out his knee right Shit. in the beginning, <laughs> believe it or not. So that was actually my first match, and uh, I don't know if you remember Jack Seidel, but I ended up wrestling him that night. Did Yaden blow, blow out his knee in your match, or like, like, and then you had to, oh, so it was done. Like, how, how far into the match? Right at the beginning, uh, we were... You know, kind of working, and he just kind of just dropped. You know, and I thought he might have fell and lost his balance or something, but then he started wincing and grabbing his knee. You know, and I'm green, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do here, but, you know, he's like, oh, no, my knee, my knee, my knee. So uh, then Billy V came out and was attending to him, and was like, um, God, I don't know what to do. This is kind of weird, but... Yeah, that was uh, that was my very first match. How did you stay in character? I didn't. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I didn't. You blew it. <laughs> well, I mean, I was. Yeah, I was uh, starting off at the. So you know, not a whole lot of breaking character to do, but yeah. I, I do remember like kneeling down to him and asking him, "Are you you okay? Is everything all right?" You know, and it's like, "No, no, I blew out my ACL." You know, so uh, not necessarily breaking character. But ref comes in, they get his ass out, and then what happens? Well, I yeah, I remember him going to the back and like, can somebody wrestle Jason? And uh, before Billy even put the period on the end of his sentence, Jax was like, yeah, I'll take him. That's and awesome. we ended up having a pretty good match for me being a, a rookie back then, and that was my first match. I'm sad to hear that happened to Yaden, uh, but at the same time, though, like I love the fact that even in immense pain, because I, I, I kind of tore my meniscus and had surgery on that, and that sucked. The pain I was in from meniscus probably wouldn't match ACL, but Yaden was still in the mind that the show needs to go on and still wanted to put you over. Well, he did, you know, but but he wasn't able to go anymore. He, he tore just right off the bone there. Right, but he's but even in all that pain, he still wanted to make sure you still had a match. Yeah, I mean, you know, it happened right at the end, and you know, he wasn't able to continue. But you know, uh, I haven't really talked to him a whole lot about that, but I'm sure that was his mindset. That's awesome. That's that's the, he must have some serious faith in you, man. Uh, working two feds Are you working anywhere else? Are you doing any uh, Out of state gigs Or anything like that Or is that like Not in the cards at the moment? Yeah not in the cards You know was, uh, Anytime I, I get to spend with him I uh, With my son You know I try and spend As much time as uh, possible With him I mean I'm Kind of at the tail end Of my career here So um, You know I, I'll take him If I can get them You know But um, Tail end yeah, but yeah, before I uh, before I got married and and had a son, like I was uh, I was going out like it was my job. Nice. What's he doing, man? Was he playing video games? Yeah, he's uh he's on his uh 
is a Amazon tablet watching Coco Melon. I don't even know what Coco Melon is, man. What is that? Is that the, is that what's hit, hit, hip on the streets right now? Yeah, it's actually getting pretty popular. Like I didn't know about it and until uh, until my wife started, uh, you know, playing it for him on the on the tablet. And then, uh, you know, he's into Blippy too. How old's your kid? Uh, about two and a half now. How long have you been married? Uh, she's been about five years. That's awesome, man. You look like a happy guy, man. I, I like seeing. I like seeing that. I see pictures in the back. Don't worry, we're not recording the uh, the video. We're just doing sound. But like, uh, I dig it, man. Like, uh, ever since COVID, we've had to do Skype, and uh, we, we like we did like audio only, and it was just it was it's it was impersonal, and I I guess this is I hate this phrase of new normal. Uh, it's I mean, do you do the Zoom calls at work now? And, everything like that and yeah uh yeah it's it's very rare for anybody to work in the office now you know uh, everybody's generally remote now but there are some that that do go into the office but for the most part it's a ghost town there everybody's at home now uh, do, you, do you like working at home love it uh yeah it, it, it's kind of nice that you know you you don't have to uh, you know have somebody watching over you the whole time, and, and not like it's like that at my job, but you know it's uh, it's good to be able to get up and go get something to eat when you're ready for it instead of having to, you know wait on a break or something like that, or you know uh, you know just as long as you know I'm not making a career out of it. Yeah, you know just uh, go get what I'm going to go get or you know go to the bathroom if I have to real quick and just get right back on to work and it's really nice to uh, you know just roll right out of bed and fire up the computer and just get to work you know mm-hmm. it happens it happens like whatever oh my computer's messing up I gotta put you in a for a minute gotta reset this whole thing <laughs> that's uh, a joke yeah. anyone from work that's a joke I don't actually well, do that. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, you know, I, I haven't done that one yet. Like, a lot of the time he's like, you know, okay, come on, come on, come on. You know, it's like, you know, when you ask, you know, is there anything else I can help you with? And you're just like, please say no, please, please. say no. And then, like, oh, actually, it's like, oh, shoot. Yeah. You know, but, um, but yeah, I, I, haven't, uh, I haven't done that one yet. Customers, man. They, uh, it's, 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 uh, I, I work at a call center and, uh, obviously don't want to put over where I work cause I don't want to get it fired, but, uh, right. it's one of those things that's like, we, we hold ourselves to a pretty high caliber, but, uh, I couldn't do the work from home, man. I don't know how you do it, man. It drove me crazy. I couldn't listen to my podcast cause I wake up hungover and I just, get on the computer I, I need to get out of bed man I need to take a shower I meal prep I, I do all that sort of stuff man like but is, is your family always home with you too and like a kid wife working from home too uh, she's a teacher so you know she has to go into the classroom you know but we have uh, uh, one of her best friends uh, her mom watches uh, my son while, while I'm working awesome now that, that's so, like, has it brought the family, like, more closer, like, closer at all? Or, like, you guys spend a lot of good time together? Um, you don't feel so disjointed from reality? 
No, no. If I have any breaks and he's still up, I usually spend my breaks and my lunch breaks with him. You work like late shifts or something? Well, sometimes, you know, if I'm, you know, doing overtime. But for the most part, I work. I start work in the mornings and end in the evening. You know, so I'm usually done by six unless I'm working overtime. Awesome, man. Keep that nice, uh, like, double double overtime, man. That's good stuff, man. I'm glad to hear that you're able to do that, man. Keep that family together, see the family more and often. Like, that's that's what I like hearing, man. I don't have wife or kids, man. I just, I've got a blank paper and a computer and I got to get that new era of photos done, man. I was working on some photos of you last night, man. Um... We did minefields right after. I didn't get to finish a few of yours, but uh, I've got some. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but remember it was really hard for me to get people's attention. Like, hey, we got to do photos over here, over here. And then I realized if I set up the, all my screens on stage, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you have to walk past me. You have to walk past me. And I remember like walking in, like, come on, let's go. We got <laughs> let's do. We're, we're doing this. Come on. Yeah, cool. We got the belts and everything, man. Uh, I, I like getting the poses out of you, man. You are a very good subject to work with. Um, you're ready. You're ready to work, but you also have your own. Like you don't have those canned poses. You're. you're I don't find you like doing the same thing over and over all the time. So it's always a real good joy to work with you, man. I can't wait to share those photos. Now, uh, one of my favorite conversations, minefielders, that I've ever had when it came to music was uh, I've got long black hair, uh, super goth guy. I'm, if you, you know, I'm an aging goth guy, obviously. Um, but I've never had a conversation with someone that wanted to talk music with me that told me their favorite bands. And you got to tell me who you, you got to help me reconstruct this conversation because tell me your favorite bands one more time. High school. High school. So, uh, Offspring was starting to get off the ground when I was in 10th grade. Which record? Uh, uh, Smash? Yeah, I can't, I can't remember which uh, uh, album it was off the top of my head, but it had, uh, uh, what's the one where he talks about getting a job? What's oh, the talking, name of that? You're talking about Americana. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It was Americana. Okay, so you're, I'm older than you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah I, was, I was surprised when you told me that. I thought you were much younger than me. Yeah, uh, Americana came out in the, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm rewinding here. So this chick named Ashley bought Americana for me for my birthday. So that would have been 1998. Yeah, I think it was about 98. Yeah, it was... Uh, Hey, why don't you get a job and uh, pretty fire for a white guy? And um, God, there was like four kick-ass record songs off that song. Off that I liked every single song. I did too. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the few records. Like, I'm not the biggest Offspring fan. I mean, like, Smash was cool. I didn't like every single song. I like Nine Inch Nails, but there's Nine Inch Nails records I don't like every single song. Mm-hmm. But. Americana rocked it, man. Like that, that, that was a lot of fun, man. Like, uh, do you remember seeing like uh, uh, Pretty Far for White Guy first time on TRL? <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think the first time I heard it was on the radio. Uh, but I I remember going to media play and you know seeing it there on the shelves and you know we had to sneak it past our dad because he wouldn't let us buy it. Really? You know? 
So, yeah, we had to do the rebellious thing and uh, kind of buy it behind his back. I don't remember a parental advisory on that record. Well, it, it wasn't necessarily, but he had heard some of their songs and wasn't a big fan of it. You know, so, um, yeah, I, I do remember that, you know, my youngest brother uh, wanted it for himself. And, uh, you know, he let my sister buy it, you know, after talking him into it. But I remember I, you know, me being me, who I was, you know, I just bought it behind his back and didn't tell him. Man, I remember when I, uh, my, uh, my dad, my dad was all about the news. Okay, so if it was on the news and they said it was bad, I couldn't have it. It was really in the 90s yeah. sales. I already had a bunch of 90s sales cassettes. And um, I was like, uh, he's, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, I want Antichrist Superstar. And he's like, absolutely not. He's a Satan worshiper. And I was like, no, he's actually not a Satan worshiper. But they, he's like, oh, <laughs> you're not getting Marilyn Manson. Uh, a couple weeks later, my grandma and grandpa came, and uh, they came to visit us in Alaska. And uh, we were at the BX, and my grandpa's like, hey, you want a CD or a cassette? I'll buy whatever you want. I'm like, I want that one. <laughs> I want Antichrist Superstar. And my dad took one peek at it, and he, he saw me pointing at it, and he looked at me and gave me that look. Ooh, I paid for that. <laughs> I, 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 I paid for it, but... Um, I, I, I like the, uh, the the similarities here um, because uh, it seems like um, your fun was a little bit more different than mine. But at the same time, though, I could have gone to a punk show and, and we could have had a kick-ass time. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I, I love that about you punk guys, man. If they had tattoos or not or if they had the right shirt on. And uh, I'm figuring you out. This is what I've been looking for. I'm figuring it out. All right, so you got that punk sensibility, man. You don't give a shit, but you're a nice guy, and you're having fun with Offspring. What are the other ones, man? Give me another one. Uh, definitely was a fastball fan. Uh, now I, I think there was another one that I heard on the radio. Uh, it wasn't the way; it was out of my head. Uh, I heard that on the radio, and was like, "Gosh, I like these guys," and I ended up buying their CD. Loved every song on there, well, except one, and it was Sweetwater, Texas, which is really nothing, to be honest with you, but uh, I was a fan of everything that they did. Uh, Warm, Fuzzy Feeling was one of my favorites. Um, Better Than It Was was another one that I really liked. Uh, Nowhere Road, uh, Slow Drag, what was another one? Uh, Which Way to the Top? Like, all of those, I mean, just loved all of them. I heard all these songs today for the first time except for The Way. I'd never heard of any other fastball song other than The Way. Now, now that you say that, because I used to be a DJ and I make these connections, Cake. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was actually my first introduction to Poe. You know, she's, uh, she was doing one of the uh, background uh, voices for uh, Which Way to the Top. And I was like, gosh, who is that female voice? So I ended up looking it up and uh, saw that it was Poe. Uh, went and uh, looked at some of her other stuff, loved everything that she did. That's how this conversation started backstage. It was me. Uh, I'm like, uh, in minefielders, I'm not lazy backstage, but when I've done, 
my feet are killing me. I'm sitting there watching you and Mr. Damien Payne like finish up, and I, I, I appreciate it. You guys weren't looking at me like an asshole like I wasn't helping, but my chore was done. And um, I, I was talking to I was talking to Damien about like like uh, I was talking to the to him about um, bands that people were would call me the f word for listening to, and. Um, I saw I, I, you're listening, and, and and Damon's like, "Well, what are you listening?" To? I, was, I was like, "You know, obviously, I was really into Tori Amos and PJ Harvey and Alanis Morissette and Garbage." And I saw Garbage and Alanis the other day. It was one of the best moments of my life. But I was really into this chick named Poe. And then you're like, "You know Poe?" And I was like, "Excuse me, I have never met another man on this planet that knew who Poe was." Like it, like my, like I was like, like okay, Damon's one of the coolest guys I've ever met, but it, it, it was just being you in the room after that. <laughs> it was just being you in the room after that. But like talking about music, like you know, again, I, I appreciate you like not getting mad because I was just chilling. My, my feet were on fire, and um, and you guys are finishing up, getting everything wrapped up, and. Uh, we were just talking music, man, and I was like, man, I can't remember the last time I enjoyed talking music like this with someone, man. Um, I really want to be friends with this guy. How do I trick him to be on my podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you didn't have to twist my leg. Uh, you know, anytime I get to do things like this, you know, first of all, it's very humbling uh, that you would ask me to do that. So, uh, you know, if, if it's something that's going to help you out or help the company or just really help anybody out, you know, I'm all for it. Well, I, I appreciate the sentiment, man. But the, the the truth of the matter is is that we needed you on the show, and I was like, why haven't I asked this guy? And then uh, Tony and I were like checking the last little bits before we headed out, and I was like, uh, we need to get Jason on the show. And you were there, like a foot away, and he's like, what the f- have we asked Jason to be on the show? <laughs> like, 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 like both of us were like, we're morons. <laughs> Like, like, we, we, we got to get one of the nicest guys we've ever met in our lives uh, on the show. And, like, uh, that was, oh, man, that was November. Well, uh, yeah, I was, I was really excited that you guys asked me to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, because him and I make decisions together, and uh, I went ahead and did the, um, I stepped over the line, and I was like, no, we got to have him on the show. And he's like, what the hell have we had on the show? Are you absolutely... <laughs> Absolutely, and then uh, okay for next show, and then next show, and then uh, unfortunately, um, you know, uh, my high is a little bit more cautious than the uh, run of the mill uh, venue, and uh, you know we we play by the rules, and uh, we love watching everyone be supportive on the uh, the post and everything like that, and um, trying to debate, man, do I release you first or Doctor Silver? Appreciate the break there, man. I want to. I want to rewind a little bit though uh, about the chick music, man. The stuff I used to get the f word rubbed in my face. Uh, so you found Poe that way, and but you mentioned other bands that you were into. Like uh, I mentioned, like Tori Amos, something like that. Or, or you've got a very diverse music taste here, and I think it speaks to your character and who you are as a person. Like, who, like, give me some more. Well, uh, you know, as you know, uh, uh, Maxbox 20 is probably my favorite. On uh, uh, Google Dolls is another favorite of mine. Uh, the BC Boys I'm a big fan of. Uh, I've always loved Metallica. Uh, 
and then you know so those are you know kind of some uh, rock bands but uh, you know of course being an african-american you know i'm into the you know earth wind and fire uh Eiley brothers the T- temptations okay let's you let's, know different kind of bands like that no i like this i like this rabbit hole you're going down um who introduced you to the older bands earth wind and fire temptations like was that mama Oh, mainly my dad. Uh, you know, he used to have some of that stuff playing in the background. You know, like you know, we were cleaning the house or something. You know, that was something that he would uh, he would have playing in the background. And you know, I, I can't you know leave out the Jacksons, uh, Michael Jackson in particular, uh, but the uh, Jackson Five. Yeah, you know, I became a big fan of them through my dad. You know, so that was another one for me. And Michael. Uh, I see all these posts like uh, uh, you can bring back one. It's like a picture of like Tupac and Biggie and you know uh, Kurt Cobain. And my eyes, I, I don't, I don't even look. I, I'm like, like I, I'm, I'm not even scanning for like. Oh, let me make a choice here. I'm looking for Michael. <laughs> I'm looking for Michael. <laughs> yes. I'm looking for Michael, yeah. man. Like he was everything to me man i remember i was working at and and, and if you don't want me asking um and forgive me if, if i cross the line here do you prefer black or african-american doesn't matter to me i'm not very sensitive about that as long as as long as we're being respectful i mean like like it doesn't matter to me i just i i, I like if, if i'm bringing up this sort of topic i want to make sure i'm uh, respecting you as a person you know, of course, no end bombs, but oh no, that's, um, that's not my style. Yeah, other than that, like you know, I don't mind being called black, African American. You know, doesn't matter to me. The reason I ask is because I was working at uh, my old, old, old shoe job, and there was uh, I was like, I think I was like thirty-two, and there was this young blood. Uh, his name was Colin. Gorgeous black band. I'm, I'm talking. I ain't gay, but I, I I I wouldn't have kicked him out of bed for eating crackers. He was gorgeous. <laughs> he um he, we he, we're talking about music, and he was talking to he, he was talking about who he likes, and he 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 started talking shit about Michael Jackson, and he's like, oh, Michael wasn't that big, and I was like, excuse me, like I was born in '82, and I was I was like, excuse me, and he's like, he's not big like Britney Spears. Or Christina Aguilera, or whatever bands were big back in like 2010, and I was like, "You are absolutely wrong." <laughs> he was like, "What are you talking about?" And he didn't know uh, how old I was because I've got my hair in my face all the time, and 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 he and I was like, "You don't understand." In the 80s, there was nobody bigger than Michael. Nobody, right. nobody, like, like, and since then, as as a baby, as an infant, since I remember being conscious, Michael was number one. Michael was absolutely number one, and and I, I uh, my mom gave me her uh, original Thriller record, and Beat It's one of my favorite songs, probably my number two favorite song of all time, and it was until I found Nana Shales, but. Uh, Beat would always scratch. Like I'm like, oh, you gave me a you gave me a messed up record, and she's like, oh, let me guess, Beat It scratches all the time. It won't play Beat It. And, she, and I'm like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, because maybe some little four year old didn't know how to handle a goddamn record, and had to. And um, so flashback to what we're talking about here. 
And uh, there was an older uh, African-American lady working with us named Wanda. And uh, she was uh, uh, right behind me, and I was looking at her for, I turned around looking at her for, like, some, you know, some justification here. And she had this, like, stone-cold, like, he was everything. <laughs> like, and, like once, once this older uh, African-American gentleman look, looked at this much older African-American woman, and the look on her face, like she was about to whoop his ass. He was like, okay. <laughs> uh, 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 okay. And then um, I had an amazing conversation with her about music. And, and, like, and I, I want to know more about music when it comes to this because it is – I love talking about this with you. It's, it, I mean, we, we, can talk, we, we talk about wrestling. We talk about everything. But, like, it, it speaks to your character about what you're into, earth, wind, and fire. I mean, you're, 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 are you dancing with your dad? Are you guys having a good-ass time cleaning the house? Oh, no, I mean, uh, you know, cleaning the house was never fun, but, you know, we just wanted to have some background noise, and, uh, you know, uh, September was a, was one that he really, really loved, and he used to play that all the time, and, uh, you know, I just got to learn more and more about uh, the uh, the Temptations, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Isley Brothers, uh, you know, all of those, uh, you know, I guess you can call them geared toward African Americans. You know, uh, I don't. I don't know a whole lot of people outside of the African American community that listens to that kind of music. You know, but uh, you know, I, we used to listen to that all the time and uh, just loved it. Just ended up loving it. Did it make you feel better as a, as a black man that you guys make way better music than everyone else? No, that's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a joke. Well, I guess it kind of depends. Like, uh, you know, I, I bring up Matchbox 20 and, uh, you know, you know, there's not a whole lot of voices out there like Rob Thomas. No, you don't, you don't have to say no homo, man. I got gay as hell talking about my friend Colin that we can kick his, bed, his ass out of bed for eating crackers, man. That's ain't that. Hey, what can I say? <laughs> hey, you, you like what you like, man. That, that's awesome, man. Like, uh, like, uh, like I was this close to making a Hootie and Blowfish joke with you, uh, but I didn't. Uh, we, were, we were chilling with Damien, but, uh, like, it was just nice hearing all you guys just weird somehow talking at a personal level despite the fact that like we were complete I was on fumes man like I'm, I'm sure you were completely out of gas like you and him were having the like figuring out the straps and and it, it was just like uh, I remember we um, Tony and I because I, I gotta wait for Tony man like we're first we, you know let me phrase that we're the last ones there because it's Morales time and um, yep but we're, we're we're the last ones out um it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a good gimmick I got to fall into because you know I'm his boy, but um, I'm in the car and I take my shoes off and he's like, "Are you chilling with uh, Noel and uh, Damien?" Like conversation with these guys. He's like, "Yeah, they're, they're good people, man. They're good people. You should uh, keep them on the radar." We uh, I was showing everyone the footage I got that night and we just were just blown away by your wrestling prowess, man. Like, yeah, uh, you said something earlier that really bothered me. Your tail end of your career. Don't be that guy that retires and comes back two months later. Like, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I was, I was about that. You know, uh, I didn't want to be one of those people that uh, that goes on a. A fox from retirement, you know. So I've always said that if I was going to retire, it was going to be 
you know, an actual retirement, you know, and I would have to be absolutely sure that I'm okay with leaving the ring. So, uh, you know, I think I'm going to, you know, go until about 20 years, you know, as I'll have a, I have about three more years before it's 20. And, uh, you know, like I, I feel good enough to actually go another 10 years if I really want to, you know, it's just that, you know, with my son, I, I'd like to be able to give that energy to him, you know, and, uh, you know, play with him and, you know, give all that time back to him instead of, uh, you know, risking an injury at my age, you know. Does wrestling take away from time with your boy or does it give him more time with you because you get to see Shine and have some fun? Well, he, uh, we can't take him to the shows because he won't relax, you know, and, and uh, you know, the time that we did, it was just a nightmare. So he hasn't really been to the show since he was a baby. But, you know, um, as you know, you know, we all have to set up the ring, have to tear it down when it's all over with and and everything. So, you know, that can make for a long day. So on show days, you know, I, I do get to spend some time with him in the morning and early afternoon. But, you know, uh, it's not unusual for me to get home at 11, uh, 11 o'clock at night or sometimes midnight if I'm working Rocky Mountain Pro. Sometimes they go late, you know, and not really a big fan of that. And, and that's kind of why I don't take uh, bookings out of state now. You know, as I, I don't like to be away from him too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so when I, when I do have the wrestling shows, like, you know, of course they're long days, you know, and it's, it's physical work. So yeah, like there are times where I'm just like, my gosh, like, <laughs> You know, like, can we get out of here already? Because, you know, I'm, I'm tired and I got to give all this energy to my boy, you know, before he goes to bed. And did, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I hate to burst your bubble there, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be about three years before I hit my 20 year mark. And I think that's a good time to, to cash him in and, you know, just kind of focus on on him and uh you know i, I want to be able to to go and play with him out in the backyard or you know jump on the trampoline and you know maybe uh do some baseball stuff with him basketball you know whatever he wants to do you know i kind of want to give all that extra energy to him hey i'm not you know, stopping like, it. I, I, i'm not stopping i've had, a, I've had a, a very very good career you know i've had a lot of fun got to meet a lot of people I uh, got to uh, live my dream pretty much, you know, since I was three and a half. Uh, it's been a great ride, but, you know, we're only made of flesh and blood. And, you know, when, when you have a kid, it changes everything. Do you find that people are jealous of you because you're chasing your dream and you're living your dream? I wouldn't say jealous. Uh, you know, a few years ago, there was a, a, a girl that used to, uh, to work backstage, and she would always talk about how she wanted to be a wrestler and all that. And I would be like, dude, go for it. You know, like, this is the time to do it. Like, go out there and, and pursue this thing. And she would always tell me, uh, well, I'm, I'm so scared. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to handle it. It was like, well, I didn't. Like, do you think that I walked into this thing, you know, not having any fears or not having any self-doubts or anything? 
you know, that's no way to live, man. You know, if, if there's something out there that you want, you've got to go and pursue it because, you know, there's going to be a time when you're not going to be able to anymore. So now's the time, you know, for, uh, for those that aren't living their dreams, I say, you know, you need to go out there and you need to do it because there's not, this thing doesn't last forever. You know, whatever it is out there, you like you got to go and pursue it while you still have the opportunity. So for those that don't, you know, I just I feel bad for those people because you know they're gonna grow up and you know they're gonna be wonder what if and you know they're gonna be like, well, gosh, I, sh- I should have done it, and, I, and they're gonna regret that. That's no way to live, in my opinion. No. So uh, I. I don't think that I've talked to anybody that's jealous of me for that. So I, I hope it's not that. How did you get that braveness? How, how were you able to do it and other people can't? What, what gave you that, that gunness? What gave you that, uh, that drive? What gave you the uh, willingness to face your fear? Well, you know, I, I've heard all the stories on how, you know, people are so unsure of themselves and, you know, they don't know if this is going to be uh, what they thought it was. And, you know, for me, it was like, you know, I knew since I was three and a half that I, I wanted to get into wrestling. So, you know, when I, when I first started coming up here and, uh, and doing the bumps and everything, watching some of the trainings, it was like, Gosh, it looks like it's hard, but I think this is something that I can do and something that I'm going to do because I wanted to do it pretty much my whole life. And then, uh, you know, before I was able to actually get into the business, uh, I don't know if you've read Edge's book. I've not read Edge's book. I've not read Edge's book. Well, there was a passage in there, and and uh, he's absolutely right. What he says is that if you're afraid to go out on a limb, how can you get the fruit? Ooh. So that's a good uh, that's a good analogy to think of. You know, if you are too scared to go out to get the fruit, you'll never get it. And then I saw another quote by one of my friends that said that you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right, Gretz Gretzky. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know if, if that was uh, you know that's that's one of something that he might have come with on, on, on his own or if that was a famous quote or not yeah that's that's, but if, that's like, they're, they're all so true because you know it, you you won't get to live your dreams if you don't go out there and pursue it that's a good point man and i'm, I'm glad you had that that sort of motivation um tell me three and a half like Wrestling that early? I mean, I remember MJ from that age, but I wasn't. I, I didn't. I, I didn't know wrestling existed until I was maybe like five, watching cartoons and you know WWE come on after afterwards every now and then. Uh, how'd you how'd you get in the, the the business that early? Well, uh, my mom sat me down and watched it and made me watch it with her. And uh, I remember one of the first. Uh, people that I really liked was the big boss man. Nice. Cause you know, I was like, I was watching this and I was having fun with it. And then the big boss man comes on and I'm like, a cop is doing this. <laughs> you know, awesome. So uh, by the time the show was done, I remember like actually doing a drop kick on my dad's leg. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I actually tried to drop kick his leg. That's awesome. Did he sell yeah, it? No. I don't. no. <laughs> like, boy, what are you doing? Yeah, and my dad's <laughs> Yeah, my dad's typical uh, uh, voice there. He's like, what the hell are you doing? And like, I, I just saw Marty Jannetty do it. Mm-hmm. He's like, <laughs> he, I, I remember him going, Rochelle, what have you got this boy into? <laughs> you know, violence. Yeah, it, it's a phase I never got out of. We chose violence. Couldn't help it. Ate some cereal with some cartoons, and we beat the of our little brothers and sisters then <laughs> that's just how it went man like uh alright so what do you follow now like um it's, it's pretty hard and, and I really want to put this in perspective I mean if you're in the business it's very difficult now to follow like AEW and WWE like it's just like there's so much that you're concentrated on about what's going on backstage what you gotta do next um like it's, I think I, I, I think I get to catch every other AEW as opposed to when I was watching everything, <laughs> and and uh, Impact or Ring of Honor, and I mean like everyone was watching wrestling every night. But now that like in the business now, um, it's not that I'm tired of it. It's just like it's just that we've got so much to work with, and mm-hmm. and then it it's not that I'm burnt out. I'm just I'm just tired. I get home. We 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 talk business at lunch. We talk business on my break. We. Uh, on my other break and during calls, I was working on photos, and then I got home and I like I fell asleep in my jeans with my keys and my cell phone still in my pocket. Um, what do you keep up with? Um, I'm trying to watch everything. Uh, I hear TNA is getting better, so oh, I'm going to start awesome. trying to watch that again. Uh, I haven't seen anything that they've done in years. You know, it was, uh, you know, I, I think it was the start of when, you know, all the the mainstays started leaving. And it was just like, gosh, this just doesn't feel right to me. So I stopped watching it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes I'll try and, and get in touch and, and, uh, and watch some new, new Japan stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ring of Honor's out now. No, we don't, uh, man. But I remember, but... Uh, yeah, I, I do try and keep up with uh, AEW. I'm a huge fan of AEW, and uh, yeah, and um, you know WWE, of course. You know, but you know, sometimes WWE is like really hard to watch because it's just so like blah. You know, you, you know what I mean? I feel like they're talking down to me. Like, you don't think I'm smarter than this? And not even not even as a smart mark. Not, not mm-hmm. even as a smart mark or even a regular ass mark. As a guy that walked in that, that wanted to watch a circus, and I'm watching like, this is crap. <laughs> like, like I, 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 I can't do this, and uh, I don't think I've watched uh, WWE in probably three years. And well, I can't say when you. Uh, like, I hate this, this this WWE universe stuff. Like, I hate that. I'm they, not a kid. They sold the network, man. Like, uh, like I had it on my PlayStation. It was my favorite things in the world. Watching, you know, Dinner for Three or, uh, like, or Dining for the Whatever's, like, the, they're on the road, the road trips, like, New Day, like, on the road trip. Like, that was awesome. Um, all the little shows that they had and then getting to search. I just I just want to watch uh, Bret the Hitman Heart until I pass. Mm. Yep. And, and, and then I could do that, and that's gone. 
and now I gotta get Peacock. They're they're basically erasing the Attitude Era. I told Tony like like when we gotta go to more yard sales and because uh, we go to comic stores all the time, we gotta go to more yard sales and flea markets because we gotta get every DVD we can get before it's been erased. Mm-hmm. Of, of of all the good stuff, man. Now we hear that Stone Cold might be wrestling Kevin Owens, and that uh, Kevin. Kevin Owens is probably my fourth favorite wrestler. Stone Cold is number one on my list. I don't want to see that guy wrestle again. You know, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, I think that he's too that fun. He, yeah, I mean, if he wrestles right now, it's it's just going to be for one match, and then he's just going to go back into retirement. And I don't think that's really necessary. I, I I'd rather remember him from when he was big and you know actually a star like a real big star back then and you know how he used to wrestle you know then having to see him water himself down and can only limit himself you know with his uh head in, or his neck, neck, injury. neck injury yeah and, and then and then he's also there's there's kevin owens pop-up power no let me rephrase that back in uh before when he was kevin steen Kill Steen Kill. When we watched him package pile drive El Generico through a ladder into another ladder, um, that's what Kevin Steen could do. I've seen them water down Kevin Owens from what he was. They took the pop up power bomb away from him, man. They gave him the stunner, and okay, I get it. Um, every now and then it might accidentally happen, but uh, the first. Um, interview I ever heard with Kevin Owens was he had just graduated from NXT to the main roster. It was right after he did the match with John Cena. Not the one where he he got caught where, you know, come you want some, come get some, the uh, USA belt. Um, when they set it up for the pay-per-view, Kevin Owens went out there and dominated. Um, he was on Stone Cold's podcast and uh, saying, hey, thanks for taking the time. He's like, are you kidding me? I'd have, I, I'd have waited a month for you. Like, my dogs are locked up in the other room. My kids are gone. Like, like I, I, I would, I, I can't believe I'm talking to you. And the reason I bring that up is because I don't think Kevin Owens has it in him to truly wrestle Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he's not a geezer. He's still Stone Cold. He's still the rattlesnake. But he... When was the last time you saw him before he retired actually wrestle? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was as much as I love Edge and Christian. Like I kind of wish they would have stayed retired because I want to watch them. When, you know when they were like real big and when they can actually be Edge and Christian. Like I feel like they're both so watered down now with you know of course with their age and past injuries uh, you know Stone Cold falls into that boat with me too it's like I'd, I'd rather remember him for what he used to be than to have to watch him like slow himself down because I, I don't know if you uh, you heard about him working with Hulk Hogan at Mania 18 he didn't want to work with Hulk Hogan for that reason yep. you know because he says that you know he would have had to slow himself down for Hulk and he didn't really want to do that no and then of you know all the other politics you know not wanting to lose to the other and all that crap you know but uh you know it's like if stone cold comes back that's exactly what he's going to be doing because he's going to slow himself down are you worried about that 
Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, so yeah, I mean, you also got to take into account that he's 57 years old now. So we're going to see a 57-year-old man wrestle again. Uh, I'd rather like go back and watch him when he was not even 40 yet and actually see him, you know, be stone cold and do what stone cold does. Right. Cuz you know, I I just can't see him, you know, being the stone cold that we all love and remember, you know. I agree. Uh, we were at, at uh, Mania in Dallas, and um, the glass breaks in Arlington starts shaking like it's earthquaking. <laughs> like I've never like it was scary how bad the place was vibrating because everyone was losing everything is flashing three sixteen. He didn't come out to wrestle because remember it was the the League of uh, League of Nations. Yeah, League of Nations, and. Uh, they just beat New Day, and uh, they go and you know kick those guys at League Nations out of the ring, and and uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, "Oh my God, he's he's giving beers to the New Day," and I'm like, "Wait for it, <laughs> wait for it." <laughs> and she's like, "Is he gonna wrestle?" I'm like, "No, <clears throat> we don't want him wrestling. <laughs> we want him alive. <laughs> we want him alive." And she's like, "What do you like? What do you mean?" I'm like, "Just wait for it." He was still so cold. Like, like, hey, you want this beer? <laughs> Boom, dude. <laughs> and like, and she's like, how'd you know that? I'm like, we all knew it, man. We all knew it. Like, that's all we wanted. We didn't have to see him wrestle. All we really needed was that glass breaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'd be happy if he just doesn't appearance, but not sure I'm looking forward to him wrestling, you know? Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite wrestler? Of all, of all time, right now. Of all time and of right now. Of all time is Bret Hart, without a doubt. Nice. And right now, I'd have to say John Moxley is my favorite to watch. You know, uh, Steve Austin is uh, part of my favorite wrestling tag team, which is the Hollywood Blondes. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Old school, man. We were talking about uh, Pillman the other night, man. Like, that was. How do you do that? Well, you know, just just his personality, you know, like when when he first started in the Shield, like it was the first time I ever saw him, you know, and for some reason I was just drawn to him, you know, because I mean he could talk his his tail off, and then when I saw him wrestle, I was like, gosh, this guy, this guy's awesome, you know. And so of course, you know, I'm gonna do my research and look him up, and I've seen him on uh, Combat Zone Wrestling. Yeah, so I, I remember seeing him on there, and he was awesome with that too. And uh, you know, I see how, how like he's he's he has his way of just like drawing you in. And uh, you know, I I like him. I, I I think he's the the best guy to watch right now. You know, if you want to watch like someone marketable who can talk and wrestle, and even looks the part too. So I um, to me, he's the complete package. He's awesome, man. Mox, I'm glad he got sober. Uh, one of my favorite things about him is how human he is. I read his book, and uh, I've listened to interviews with him. But, like, he said a couple of things that, as, as we wind down here uh, that really stands out to me uh, coming from working class. Uh, my mother was a junkie. I barely knew my dad. But I bought my, my mom a house, and my truck is paid off, and my house is paid off. That's the dream. 
That's the dream. Like, like he's he's driving that giant F like F three, and but he's not flashy. He's still wearing jeans. He's still wearing the black shirts. He's still wearing the boots. He didn't really really hit me on this. Was he's like it was the mama thing? Paid buying her house. House paid off. Truck paid off. I married my best friend. And the slash woman of my dreams, like man, this guy has the life. Like, like he could have one hundred fifty thousand dollars in, in, in the in, in his uh, account right now, just because he spends it all, you know, taking care of his family, or even fifty dollars. That's the life, man. That, that's that's the working class thing. That that's awesome about him, man. Like uh, wrestling in jeans and and making an example of himself, uh, recovering alcoholic, and are they? Take a sip of some whiskey. Sorry, mostly. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, it's interesting because, like, the guy that you play on TV, you can buy the fact that that's who he is. Like, you know, when you see somebody that believable on TV, you can go, God, this guy might actually be like that. But then I've, I've also seen some other stuff that he's done, like, outside of, uh, you know, wrestling. If you just take all the wrestling away... Like, you'd be surprised at how much he's just like you and me. Yep. It hard to hard to uh, hard nut to crack, but once you get it, like it's just like you better cherish it, like because that's not something that happens regularly. And uh, talking to you, like once you said pose, like you're mine. <laughs> you're mine. <laughs> you're mine. I'm not. I'm not. You're not going nowhere. <laughs> you're not going nowhere. We're gonna be friends forever, man. And I was uh, really, really looking forward to having a good conversation with you, man. And uh, I, I really hope that if anything that people can pull away from this conversation is that working class is the best class. That mm-hmm. yes, sir, yes, ma'am is what you have to do. Realistically, thinking might be an option. <laughs> I got you to talk. I got you to talk, man, and uh, you've got a wonderful smile, and I can't wait to see you again to shake your hand and give you a hug, man, because it's uh, one of the best parts about working for New Era is that we've got the best people. We've got the best people. Not that other places don't have the best people, too, but uh, New Era is my home. Yeah, uh, same here. Uh, you know, not, it's not a knock at anybody else, but... You know, I, I think I have my, my most fun when I'm with New Era. Yeah. it's uh, Well, show up early. We'll hang out. We'll look at some comics. We'll talk some shit, and we'll get the job done. And Thanks for being on my show, man. Well, it was a pleasure, and thank you for having me. I'd love to do this again sometime. Hey, take, take a kick to the face on that kid in the back, man. <laughs> He's coming for you, thank man. You, man. He just made a mess of the uh, the cat food, and uh, you know I gotta go clean that up. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's the joy of parenthood. But honestly, uh, Joshua, I, I would I'd like to do this again sometime. You got it, man. You want to catch? The way we do it is we say that this is dangerous, and this transmission is over. We are with Mr. Jason Noel, one of the best wrestlers in Colorado at the moment. I can't wait to see Wolf some ass at the next new era show. Tickets available still at Eventbrite. Uh, I can't remember the exact day right now. Uh, I'll I'll replay it and figure it out and do a little commercial. But thanks again, man. March twelfth. March twelfth. Oh, because thirteenth is the primos. Yeah, that's right. Correct. 
Correct. Man, we love you, man. Thanks for being on the show. Don't hang up. 